Yo, 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 it's your girl and boy CT. I'm Cindy Barnes. And I'm Travis Barnes. And we are the founders of the Overcomers Podcast. The Overcomers Podcast is designed to help you overcome adversity and live your dreams. Every week, we will be sharing stories of people who found their strength in their struggle. The Overcomers Podcast is sponsored by Journey 333. And that's a lot of threes, so let me tell you what it is. It's fitness, coaching, and nutrition. It is a place where we help you to look better, live better, and feel better, and it is mind, body, spirit. Today, we're going to help you get your mind right with our special guest. Well, good morning, Overcomer Nation. I am Cindy Barnes. And I'm Travis Barnes. And we are the founders of the Overcomers Podcast. The Overcomers Podcast is sponsored by Journey 333. That's a place of mind, body, spirit, fitness, coaching, and nutrition where we help you to look better, live better, and feel better. Today, we have one of our story highlights, one of the ones that was found in 52 Amazing Journeys. This is Amy Balish. Amy Balish is a mother of four. She's a running coach. She's a seventh grade special ed teacher. She is just an amazing, inspirational part of our journey community. We love her so much. There are just certain members in the community that have become like icons, and Amy has become that icon of inspiration to so many other members for her physical transformation, for all the miles that she puts in running. And uh, we're just super excited to have her here today. So, Amy, welcome to the show. Yay! Thank you. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, wow, there's just so much. I could have gone on for a lot longer about you. You know, we've had so many fun workouts together. You know, we got seven years of history of you at Journey. Uh, you know, it's just been so fun, so fun. And, and over the years, you know, you've really transformed a lot as far as just the way that you've become a a more and more important part of the community. You've helped out our members with running. You're now a running coach at your uh, high school, right? Is it at your high school? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So anyway, let, let's talk about your story. Uh, so when you were younger, were you were running, you, that was part of your history, right? Uh, as far as athletics. Yeah. Yes. I um, ran my very first race when I was eight years old um, and I was kind of hooked right from the get-go now, I couldn't get obviously get more competitive until I got a little bit older, but um, I started running for the school. If I went to Horsets High School um, nearby where we live, and I ran indoor track, outdoor track, cross country um, all four years, well, high school, two years in middle school. And then I continued on into college. I ran all four years um, for Moravian College, which is a division three school in Pennsylvania. Wow. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. And so then, you know, we we met seven years ago uh, when you were deciding that uh, you'd kind of lost that, uh, how shall we say, running level of fitness? Is that, you know, kind of where you were at or? You know? Yeah, I, uh, I, I've always run. I um, The only breaks I've really taken from running in my life were through my three pregnancies. Um, I had some health issues that I wasn't allowed to run during those. So coming back from each pregnancy was obviously a little bit harder for me, you know, taking nine months off. So coming back from that was hard. I always had the motivation, like I always, I'm signing up for this marathon. I'm signing up for this race. I'm signing up for this race. I always had the motivation. Um, but being a mom, you know, you get busy and sometimes my discipline would lack. Um, and I had a couple surgeries in that time frame after having kids. And it was just like every single time, like I, that was one of those little setbacks. It put me back a little farther. I gain a little weight from being inactive. And then, it, you know, it all adds up and it makes it difficult to, to really, you know, get serious. I had some plantar fascia issues. I tore one of my plantar fascia when I was running under trained, racing under trained, really. Um, so 
at that point I was like, I need to make some changes in my life. And, you know, I met some people from journey, uh, they gave me a month membership and that's where it started. That's awesome. That's awesome. So let's talk about that for a second, because that's really what happens to so many people is that there's setbacks, um, you know, a couple of surgeries, you know, having kids falling out of your routine and then you, you tore your plantar fascia. So like, that's, that's big, um, you know, and what do you think it was in your mindset? Do you find yourself to be an intrinsically motivated person and like who or what motivates you to where you don't just hang it up, you know, cause many people do just like, ah, I'm not about that fitness thing no more, you know, whatever those, yeah. those days are gone, you know? Yeah. And there was, there was moments in my life where I was like, you know what, it's okay. If I, if I give up this running thing, it's okay. If I, you know, I, I've been doing it so long, I've achieved a lot. Like I had achieved a lot back then, but I always had goals still that I wanted to accomplish. There was still big bucket lists bucket list items that I wanted to check off. And I I was getting in my own way really at that point in my life. So I was just like, you gotta, you know, let's see what else we can do. That's going to make a change. And when I first joined journey, I did give up running for a little bit because of changing my diet. I didn't want to change too much in my, (laughs) in my life at one point. And once I started adding running back in, I was like, Whoa, here we go. And then it became really fun again. Cause that was the, that was a big problem is when you're not seeing the successes or, you know, this is what I used to be, but I'm no longer this, you know, so much of my identity had been built on my running and it was really hard for me to see that piece kind of not be successful anymore. And it was like down on myself, that type of a lot of that attitude where I was just like, Oh, I'm not good at this anymore. Who am I without running? I've done it forever. So like really when I could get that piece back and saw the success coming from the weight loss and the strength, I mean, I think the strength was the biggest thing that really helped me. Um, and that really, my motivation from there just like took off where it's just like, I couldn't get enough of it again. Yeah. I like brought that love back. Let's talk about who you used to be. Uh, what was your favorite running event? I mean, like, as far as like, you know, you were competitive in college and all that, like, what was your main event? Um, I was always distance. Mm-hmm. Um, like in high school, the farthest we were allowed to run was the 3000, which is just under two miles. Um, and that was my favorite event. And as I moved into college, I had an amazing college coach. He um, just so just really understood me, I guess. Um, I had an eating disorder. Um, My junior year of high school, I developed that. And that really kind of, you know, put limitations on myself for like, you know, having the energy and the health to run. But he worked with me through high or through college to, you know, kind of, I wouldn't say overcome it, because I mean, it's obviously something that you deal with your entire life when you have one of those. Um, But he really kind of put it at bay and put like, what's more important to you, not eating, or not running. Cause if you don't eat, you're not running. Yeah. Um, and he pushed me into that. So I was able to move up actually in distance to like the 5,000 five K's and 10 K's, which were my wheelhouse. Like I loved like the farther I went, the happier I was. So that was really, you know, <laughs> I just, if I could run a 10,000 every weekend, I would have, but obviously it's, you know, rough on your body. So I, I wasn't able to, but I, I did. I, you know, like my last, my senior year, I just had one goal. I wanted to break 19 minutes in a 5k and I wanted to break 40 minutes in a 10k. And my last two, five, my last 5k, and my last 10k were back to back days. And 
the first day was the 10 K and my coach was just like, Hey, here you go. And you know, like, let's see what you can do today. And I ran a 3901 and I was thinking, Oh my gosh, I'm never coming back tomorrow and breaking my 19 minutes. And sure, sure enough, I, next day I ran an 1848 and I was probably like in high school or college. I was like my biggest, like, Whoa, like I hit these two goals on my way out the door, like 10,000, 5,000. I'm going to like, you know, I was like, I'm going to take the world on and and change. And and that's what I wanted to talk about because, you know, as you were talking earlier, you were like, you know, I, I still had some things on my bucket list. You know, you were actually reminding me of Rocky. I still got some stuff in the basement, you know, some things, you know, right. You know, like, I mean, yeah. And so let me, let me compare those times. All right. So here you are, you know, and for the 10 K, you know, you break uh, uh, 40 minutes, you do 3901 and then you 1848 in the five K. Um, and so then later on in life, you know, you get involved in journey and, Cause you still got some stuff in the basement, you know, yeah, you got yeah. some things, you know, you're going to get your, your fitness back, even with all the obstacles of kids and injuries and surgeries. What are your times today that you can tell us about some of those times that you can highlight and kind of compare? Uh, can I ask how old you are? I am 44. Okay. So at 44 compared to being yep. a college senior. Okay. Yep. College senior, you're like what? 22. Yep. Okay. All right. So twice the age that you were before. All right. So tell us about our times today. Well, obviously like when you're in college, it's like your job, that's your job is like full-time running, you know? So I could put in a lot more hours with training than I could as, as now, but 5k and 10k like road and track, like track is faster because it's the surface is different. Um, so, but my road 5k PR and cross country PRs were always like, 20 to 21 minutes, which I never thought after I graduated, I'd ever get close to that again. And one, I think I was 39. I ran a 2026 5k and I was like, Oh my gosh, maybe I do have a little speed in these legs. Still. Um, I ran a 42 minute 5k actually down in Sarah, um, at the Guthrie gala, 42 minute 10k. Yes. Yes. Yep. 42 minute 10k. Um, at the Guthrie gallop down in Sarah, I think it was right before COVID, um, or the year, the last one they had before COVID, so 2019. Um, my, I ran a half marathon in college. I ran a 137. Um, my PR is now currently a 131.43. So, I mean, I took six minutes off at 20 years older than I was when I did it. Uh, come on. I ran my first marathon in 1999, which was right after I graduated from college, like, well, more like six months, but I ran a four hour and 20 minute marathon. And I was like, I am never doing a marathon again. Um, (laughs) I waited 10 years and I ran a four hour marathon. And that was what 2010. So join journey. And, you know, the rest was history for me. I ended up with a PR of 318.01 right now. Um, so like I'm running oh, over an gosh. hour faster than I was when I was young and oh. <laughs> time to train. So that's been, you know, like that was one of my bucket lists was the Boston marathon. Um, and I had, that had been from 2010 until I joined journey. And I think it was 2016. Like that had been like a battle with myself all those years and, that you know so definitely have gotten a lot faster after joining yeah, that's just amazing I, I mean you know 
overcomer nation listen up i mean you know (laughs) you know you all you you often wonder you know can i can i have those things that i had in my youth can i reclaim that level of fitness that level of vitality and and this is evidence yes you can you know Mm -hmm. Uh, what else is on that bucket list that you're going to be checking off oh um new york city marathon in the fall okay i um it's been on my bucket list for a very long time it's actually a I was supposed to run it in 2011, got injured. I was supposed to run it in 2012, Hurricane Sandy canceled it. I was supposed to run it in 2013, got injured, and I paid for it all three times. So I've paid over $1,000 to run this marathon, and I've never run. I um, supposed to. I finally got in with my 131 half, was a New York City half marathon, and it gave me a qualifying time, so I didn't have to enter the lottery, and that got me into um, the 2020 New York city marathon. And we all know what 2020 ended up. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm supposed to run it. I, they let me, pick, we got to pick which year we wanted to run it. I picked 2022 cause I figured it was safer than 2021, mm-hmm. um, for hopefully not getting canceled. Uh, but both times I was supposed to run it, it's been canceled. And the only times in the history of the marathon, it's been canceled. So I'm hopefully 2022 is my year to get that one off my bucket list. <laughs> Well, good luck to you. I, I hope that we're beyond all this, uh, all the different things that can cancel major events like yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, and I have other, like some of my one other bucket list is I'd love to run a marathon in all 50 states. I have nine states down. Um, obviously, being a mother comes first. So the traveling is a little more difficult, but I plan them when I can. I signed up for one in Ohio to get state number 10, which is April 24th. So, yeah. And how many marathons have you run in your life? I think 17, 17 marathons. You know, I'm sure that I'm sure that some of our listeners are are getting inspired by all this running, uh, you know, just running accomplishments. And maybe they used to run or maybe they've thought of, you know, I'd like to do a 5K, see if I can do that. What advice would you give to people that are are thinking that maybe running will be part of their exercise regimen? Start now. <laughs> um, start now is always my advice because I, I always can say like the regrets I have in life were that I didn't start them sooner. Um, like once I start something and you realize like what it does for you, you're like, man, if I had just started it a little bit earlier or, um, and start slowly. Um, a lot of times like new runners, they'll start off and it's like, you know, you're really motivated when you first begin something and, you know, starting too fast can or too much too soon can definitely, you know, hurt your body. Um, stick with it. That's, you know, I work with my athletes, a lot of my athletes start new. Um, so it's just building them up and, you know, and you're a runner. If you run, you're a runner. And so many people are like, I'm not a runner. Like, look at you, you're a runner. And I'm like, do you run? Yes. Then you're a runner. Like, (laughs) it doesn't matter how fast you go. You know, it's, that's the one thing with running that's amazing is it's really about you and what you see and improvements in yourself. Like everybody around you can be running something different and you're, you know, you could be last place and you ran five minutes faster than you did last time. And that's an awesome accomplishment. You know, that's so stick with it. That's my big advice with people. I mean, I hired a running coach just because it's, it's so easy. I know what I should do and I know how to do it. But being accountable to somebody also helps a lot with stuff like that. You know, that's what I was going to ask you. Would you recommend a running coach? Because I know that, you know, with us, you know, being in fitness for so long, people are like, 
it hurts my knee, it hurts my hip, my, you know, feet get, you know, blisters or this or that or whatever it is. Um, it hurts them, but they want to run. Uh, yeah. So that's why I was like, well, do you, would you recommend a, a coach just so that they're uh, technique is actually analyzed and they can, you know. Yeah. And there's a lot like we have a wonderful running community around us here in our area. We have like the running stores in Corning. They'll, they'll fit you for what shoes um, best match your feet. Because I mean, some of it, you know, running is a pretty cheap sport, but having a good pair of sneakers is, is good because obviously like if you're in the wrong pair, your feet are going to hurt. You will get right. blisters. Um running coaches are great. There's, you know, I work with a, like, I've had a lot of people who like, will start out and be like, well, what do I do? And I love, I love doing that like that. I love getting people into running, like, you know, and I, you know, people will say, Hey, can you help me? Like, how do I start? And I'm like, here you go. And I, I love writing running plans for people. So, you know, it's, it's so much fun. Um, I know that at journey when a bunch of our, uh, your members were doing the wine glass half marathon, some did the 5k. I got to work with people there and I just love it. It's like, it's just so much fun watching other people find success, um, in something you love also. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. You know, the, the three tips that you gave, uh, they transcend running, you know, but I think that they're just really good ones and I don't want to gloss over those. So you said, start now. Right. You know, stop waiting for the perfect time. The time is never going to be perfect. It's not going to be right. you know, after you lose five pounds. It's not going to be whatever, you know. So that was good. And then start slow. Right. Don't mm -hmm. try to do too much too fast because that's a recipe for burnout and, uh, you know, wind up quitting. You'll wind up getting injured and then stick with it. You know, it's, it's consistency. You know, the success is in the routine. I thought that was really good. And then the other one that I saw, I had a vision for when you said, you're a runner, you know, do you run? You're a runner. I, I was picturing somebody with a t-shirt, you know, they just went for their first run around the block and they can, they can own that identity. Now they can yeah. say, I'm a runner, you know, right. I mean, whatever, whatever yeah. it was, do you run? You're a runner, you know, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Well, I'd like, uh, if we could to talk a little bit about the adversity because nutrition and fitness just go hand in hand and, um, mm -hmm. one major adversity that you had that would have held you back from, being the runner that you were in college and the runner that you are today is that eating disorder. Mm -hmm. And there's probably a lot of people out there listening that either know somebody that has an eating disorder or uh, are experiencing one themselves or have had to overcome one themselves. And, uh, you know, you shared a little bit about that with us. You shared that, you know, your coach helped to motivate you. What, what do you want more? Do you want to not eat or do you want to run? You know, and that's mm -hmm. good. That's good. Um, what other, uh, you know, what can you tell us about it? And what can you tell us about overcoming that adversity? You know, how you've kind of used tools or strategies or things to overcome that? It's a lot of work. Um, I mean, when I was in high school, I was not, I, I'm, I mean, I'm not naturally built slender or thin, um, very like muscular, like naturally muscular. But when I was in high school, I had an influential person in my life tell me that my butt was too big to run. And I was just like, um, okay. I was 16 years old. Like that, it was a big moment in my life where I'm like, well, what can I do about that? Because run, I love running and I want to be faster. Mm -hmm. And then that's kind of how I led into it. Um, and then I started seeing success because we all know, like when you first start like losing weight and all of that, you're going to get faster and faster. 
but then I wasn't feeding my body enough. And now I look back at it and I'm like, oh my gosh, like Mm. if this was my child or if this was like one of my athletes, so many red flags that I would have sent. And I mean, you know, a lot of eating disorders stem from other mental health issues, you know, anxiety, depression, all of that. That's all stuff I've battled in my life. Um, But just uh, like, I was obsessed. I counted every calorie that entered my body. I knew like every nutritional fact. I mean, I would sit in my classes in high school and be food journaling for like, this is what I'm going to eat this week. And this is how little I can eat. And this is how many calories I will burn, you know, and that was all just based on what I had read. Like, I don't know how many calories I was really burning, but like, you know, and there was, I hit points where my iron was low and I couldn't, I could hardly function with low iron. Um, that was the health. I was just having some other health issues like that from not eating enough food. I mean, let's say, that I'm, I'm, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, let's say that I'm a parent listening to this podcast, which I am. Um, but uh, a parent of a teenager that I'm concerned uh, may have an eating disorder. You mentioned red flags. What are some of those red flags that you would share? I mean, maybe you just described a couple, but uh, you know, what do you think are some of the red flags that anyone should be aware of? Um, I mean, I look for it in my athletes just because I was an athlete who went through it. Um, Obsession with food, um, hiding food, like pushing food around. Uh, I hid my body like in baggy clothes. Like I did whatever I could because I didn't want other people to know how obsessed I was with it. Um, That was, you know, like, because I knew it in my head, I knew it wasn't okay. So I tried to hide it. Um, Talking about food a lot. You know, I, I have, I've had an athlete who just would sit in with me and just talk. And I was like, oh my gosh, she is me. Like, she's me. (laughs) Like, oh my gosh, you know, just that type of thing. Um, Watching for like, like dramatic weight loss. I mean, I had, I was diagnosed with um, anorexia with bulimic tendencies and exercise was my perch is what my official diagnosis was. Um, And so just watching that, making sure fueling their body for enough amount of exercise that they're doing is big, you know, hair loss. I lost hair, um, that type of thing. I'm like my hair was like frail. Um, yeah. And, and if you did discover, I mean, of course you'd probably involve a professional, yeah. um, but, um, if you did discover that you had an athlete that had an eating disorder, um, based on your own personal experience, if you were the one that was going to provide the help, uh, you know, how would you talk to them or how would you coach them through it? I use my, um, my real life experience. I'm very open about that. I had that. And it's something that I battled. I mean, I would say now it's probably more on the, you know, you continue to battle it. So you can be as someone who's gone through it. I'm honest with my athletes, trying to prevent it, trying to keep my own children from having that same, you know, feelings about their body that I did growing up, like just very conscious about, I mean, it's something I am conscious about with working with middle school and high school students. Um, so talking about it, like talking about like, what do we need to do? What do we need to do? Like, you need to fuel your body. You need to fuel your body. If you're feeling like that you can't, like what else is going on? Cause there's usually something else. There's like, you know, anxiety, depression, control, 
Like that was a big thing for me control. I can control that. And it tends to be now, if I feel out of control, that's what I go back to is like, what can I control? I can control food. I can control what I eat. I can control what I put in my body. So like talking to the kids about where they can get help or, you know, um, strong is beautiful, man. Like yeah. you don't, you don't have to be skinny. Like I, I don't, you know, like you, it's not about being skinny. You want to be strong, like yeah. healthy. Like you have so much potential in this world. Like don't waste it on this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Really good. So I want to ask you when, when you came to journey and you knew you had a weight loss goal or you need, you know, you knew wanted to lose some weight to be able to run faster and get healthier, that kind of stuff. And, you know, we sat down and we're like, well, we'd like you to food journal so we can look at your stuff. And, you know, every week we're going to get you on the scale, those kind of things. How was that for you with knowing in your past that you had an eating disorder and you're like, oh, okay. I have to food journal and I'm going to, I had to, I had to be it. very careful. I, I mean, it is, triggering I want to say is a good word for that like and I was good I like I could food journal like nobody's business (laughs) like I was a pro at it but I also like and I followed the journey diet and the journey recommendations to a T like if I go something I'm going all in on it and that's just how my attitude is with everything I do in life and um I, so I really had to teeter that fine line. My husband would say, I probably crossed it a couple of times um, <laughs> where he was like, just have a piece of cake. It's okay. You know, that type of thing. I'm like, no, no. You know? Um, so I really had to watch that, but I also had to watch that. I'm not projecting it on my daughter who is, or my sons, but who are also at that age where, you know, like they're watching, they know what we do. Like, Right. You know what we eat. So it was like, I really had to keep myself. Like, I think my children are really what ended the, the big pieces of my eating disorder for me is because I don't want them to go through the same things I've gone through in that sense. Um, so I really like, it was a fine line, but I had to balance it just so that I knew that I wasn't projecting on anybody else and that I was staying healthy for them. Yeah. What was your total, uh, weight loss at, uh, you know, from coming to journey and then, uh, you know, uh, just under 25 pounds, just under 25 pounds, which by the way, uh, how tall are you? <laughs> Four ten. <laughs> <laughs> it, it looks like 50 pounds on somebody that's, you know, several inches taller. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. It, yeah. It, I look back at pictures now and I'm like, wow, I didn't see that then, but holy cow. Yeah. I, re- yeah. I remember too, when, when you had gone back to school in the fall uh, you told me about one of your students and he's like, you are so little. And you're like, I've always been little. And he's like, no, look, no little, this little. <laughs> little this way. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I read the, my job, like really is like, I was a self-contained teacher. So I had kids on repeat, like, you know, they would stay in my class for a couple of years and that you walk in those first and I'm like, Oh, they really noticed. And I coached track. I coached middle school track and I walked in and this one girl was like, Oh my gosh, Balish, you are so tiny. And she's sitting behind me. And I mean, this was almost a year into my journey at journey fitness. And I turned around and I was like, well, and she's like, well, you're tiny, but you're still kind of like big, like, but muscle big. And I'm yeah. like, Oh my God. Yeah, I can attest to that. I, uh, you know, I've worked out alongside you and, uh, you know, 
Amy, uh, you're a tough one to keep up yeah. with, you know, and uh, she's you, a beast. You haven't just lost weight. You have a great level of fitness, a great level of strength. Uh, you know, clearly, you know, you're giving your body the proper nutrition and proper doses of exercise. What would you tell people about? I mean, because you're there, you know, you're, you're consistent and, mm. you know, you're either running or you're journey. And now you're a DECA mm. enthusiast, which, by the way, guys, DECA is a Spartan event and, and Amy oh does it God. so well. She's gone all in on that, too. Um, what would you tell people about the benefits that you're experiencing? Because I bet you there's a lot of people that would like to feel in their 40s as good as they did in their 20s, you know? So what would you tell people? Again, just go for it. Like, start, you know, like going to the gym every day is not convenient, you know, but you make time for it. You know, I can sleep till six or I can get up at, five and go to, you know, go to a gym class at five 15, it's 45 minutes. I can go to bed 45 minutes earlier, you know, like get up and do it. I mean, I like to go in the morning. I like to get my workouts done in the morning. Cause it's like your body, your brain's like, you forget about it by noon. You're like, Oh wait, I already worked out today. Yeah. Like, you know, it's such a good feeling. It's such an accomplishment. Like I, I got this, you know, and just stay consistent, man. Like every time you have to start over, it's harder, you know? So if you just you keep going, you don't have to start over. And, you know, I've had setbacks where like, or lacks of motivation, lack of motivation during like, you know, going to the gym where I'm just like, oh man, I don't feel like going. I don't feel like going. And then, you know, the accountability, get yourself an accountability partner. I mean, we all know the mores are mine. I like, you know, working out with them just keeps you going. If you have somebody that you're planning to meet there, it makes it like you have to go. You can't let your friends down, you know, that type of thing that definitely like just, and when, once you get in there, you're glad you're there. You're glad you're doing it, you know, and it's such a welcoming, like most, I mean, I'm going to assume most gyms are that way. I mean, I, I think I'm spoiled with how journey is like when you walk in, you feel like you're with family, but I'm assuming that a lot of gyms have a similar atmosphere. Um, I would hope because that would, that makes it easier as you as a person. I hope so too. Be able to go in and work out. I hope so too. But shout out to Brett and Allison Moore, right? You know, your <laughs> yeah. workout buddies, uh, our workout buddies, you know, never underestimate the value of people in your life. Clearly uh, there was a coach that made a big difference for you as well with that eating disorder. Uh, so, you know, there's a lot of great compare for me, if you will, you to those friends that you have that don't make time to exercise and don't work out, how would they describe your differences? What would they say about you as far as whatever, you know? A lot of them tell me I'm lucky. And I'm like, wait, what do you mean I'm lucky? Like, it's not luck, it's work. Um, and there's a difference between that. Or they're like, oh, I just wish I could look like you. And I'm like, well, we all have our own looks. Like everybody's different. Um, I would... <laughs> It's hard to say, like, I, do they comment on your energy? Am I, I you know, because I've always found you to be, oh my gosh, yes, <laughs> yeah, right. Like, do you ever sit still? Do you ever stop? Do you ever, like, you are on the go all the time? And I was like, right. well, yeah, I have to. Um, I would say that's like a concept that people don't get about exercising. They say, they say, well, I don't have the energy to do all that, Amy. I don't have the energy to get up in the morning like you do and work out before school, but then they do. don't where your energy comes from, right? Because right. Take time to overcome and put that energy into that thing. You get back a big return in energy to Absolutely. where people are like, how do you get so much energy? Well, I guess yes. so they're like, are you exhausted? Everything you did. And you're like, 
you know, I'll run on my lunch sometimes at work. If that's the only time I can fit it in, if, if I need to get a few miles and I'll go out on my lunch and they come back and they're like, aren't you like, how are you just not done the rest of the day? And I'm like, I feel great. <laughs> like I'm happy to tackle the world. Who um, doesn't want that? You know, that's like, just... it, yeah. And it, it's mood. It's definitely mood. Like, I mean, it's funny. Cause like my kids at school, all know I run and I'll like come in and I'll be like grumpy, you know, and they'll be like, you didn't run today. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh my God, they know me. <laughs> like, just, it's just, you know, it's easy. It, I feel happier when I do it. And then it makes the rest of the day. It sets that tone. I was just saying that to Cindy, we're traveling. So we're in a different location today. If people haven't noticed, we don't have our word art wall behind us, but uh, I was saying, man, my workouts are off and I'm feeling like a little, like uh, I was moody yesterday. And despite <laughs> the, the obstacles that I had, which were mostly IT issues, I would have dealt with them better if I had worked out yesterday. So, I mean, even that, like you want a mood boost, you want an energy boost, you know, this is a couple of great reasons besides weight loss and fitness and strength and all that kind of stuff to do it. Let me ask you this final question for you. What do you think it takes to be an overcomer? You've overcome surgeries and uh, eating disorders and, you know, you've lost you know, for me, what you lost would have been 10% of my body weight. You've lost 20% of your body weight, right? You know, imagine that folks do the math on your own weight and say, what would it be if I lost 20%? Because that's what we're talking about with Amy's 25 pounds. You know, what do you think it takes for people to be an overcomer to overcome their adversities? Um, support, um, mm -hmm. support from your family, support from your community, support from people you work closely with, but persistence, like nobody can do it for you. Like you have to do it. You know, it's, it has, you have to make that decision yourself to say, yeah, like I'm going to do this. And yeah, there is, you know, life gets in the way. So you got to be persistent and keep going. You know, um, you're going to have failures. You're going to have setbacks. Like that's part of life. And just to keep saying, like keeping that goal and target or whatever you're focused on and target and just keep moving forward with that. You know, that's really the big thing with overcoming something. I mean, we, we have two choices. We overcome it or we succumb to it. And we don't, you know, like, that's you good. Know. That's good. We overcome or we succumb to it and we're going to overcome it, you know? So that's really good. And get support. That's a great piece of advice. You know, lean in. You were talking about the Moors as your accountability buddies, but whatever you're going through in life, there are people that want to help. Maybe you don't have a great family, but I guarantee you that there's professionals around you that want to help. I guarantee you that there's communities that you could join like Journey where people will wrap their arms around you and they would want to help. So there's yeah. always a place for support, no matter what you're going through. Just take the time to reach out and lean in. I think that's really, really mm -hmm. good advice. Amy, I know a lot of people are inspired by all your running stories. So uh, if they want to follow you or reach out to you or whatever, you know, what's the best way to do that? Um, Instagram, I'm Amy runs 810 on, on Instagram. Um, that's kind of where I document a lot of my running. Um, very good. I use that as a, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's cool way to put it out there. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, Amy, thank you for sharing your inspiration yeah. and sharing so generously with our audience today and being so vulnerable. You are an awesome guest. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> 
Thanks for listening, Overcomer Nation. Make sure if you haven't already, give us a five-star rating. Make sure that you share this and subscribe so you can see all of our future content. That's right. And if you'd like to be a guest on a future show, go to overcomers-podcast.com. If you're interested in our franchise opportunities with Journey 333, then go to www.journeyfitness333.com. And finally, if you like what you heard today and you feel like you're somebody that needs a bit more coaching, go to travisbarnes.com.